Welcome to the Dystopian Renaissance. We cover spirituality, healing, consciousness, and truth. In this chaotic world we live in, it's important to get out of the matrix. And we'll do just that with biohacking, nutrition, spiritual awakenings, alternative healing, and freedom. This is the Dystopian Renaissance. And this is your host, Johnny Sage. I'm sitting today with Didi Mejia. She's a massage therapist, Reiki master, and the founder of Into Guided Hands. She also does what's known as regression therapy. So how did you get started on your healing journey? Hi, Johnny. Hello. I got started in an unusual way. I always knew that I had some type of extra power, I guess, but I couldn't work on it or do anything about it because I was brought up Catholic. So I kind of suppressed it, but my intuition was always pretty strong. And when I was younger, I, because of being Catholic, I would always challenge my teachers and my parents. So that's how I suppressed it. But at the same time, I knew there was something out there that just would resonate with me. And one day at work, I had fallen and I heard my dad just push me and say, enough of this BS. And that pretty much is how it got started because I knew that I'm hearing voices and feeling the energy. And after that injury, I just started to start my journey looking for what would resonate, uh, massage, Reiki, all of that came to me. And I started to just do more research on it and see how that all would take me to the places that it has. So you were spiritual, but it was just kind of repressed up until that point, right? Correct. You just, so it was an accident that kind of, and a vision that guided you on the path? Yeah, I would say. I had a Reiki session in December of 2015, and that Reiki master was working on me, and I kind of was a little upset because I was thinking I'm getting a Reiki massage. And when she was done, I was just, she didn't touch me. What, what, what is this Reiki stuff? And she read me, though, and I felt everything she had said was exactly what was resonating in me. And she had said, by the way, you have a gift. And I had no idea what this gift was. And I just felt in this euphoric state for three, three days where you couldn't have gotten me down. And then um, two months after my fall, I had gone to a place in, in Huntington Beach, and that owner of that, um, what is it, the crystal shop, had told me the same thing. By the way, you have a gift, and you already know what you're going to do, which I didn't know. And she said, but whatever you're doing right now, you're done. So that was really loud with me. And 
that was where I was thinking, okay, well, what do I do? She got it out of me and she says, start with energy work. And I didn't even know what direction to go at that time. So that healer was able to pick that up without even really knowing you, right? She just told you? Yeah. So I was pretty impressed and intrigued. Like, what is this gift? What are you talking about? And then when the owner of the um, crystal store that I'd gone to had said the same thing, you've got the gift, follow your your gift and, and start with energy work. And finally, I, I ended up having a nervous breakdown four months after the incident that I had at work. And... I had told my girlfriend, you know, I'm looking for somebody to to do a massage on me, um, but I want somebody who can do Reiki too. And she found somebody, knew exactly who to refer me to. And at the same time as that girl, well, that gentleman um, worked on me, had said the same thing. By the way, you got a gift. And I still had no idea. This was back in 2016. And... Eventually, this group of women that I had, had started working with, they all told me, you know, start start here. And that's how I got into the Reiki. I started with Reiki. And the um, Reiki master that there's two different ones that I worked with. And the one that I worked with, uh, the final one was the one who said, by the way, the way you do Reiki, because we're not supposed to touch you should start doing massage. And I know whatever you're doing, it's going to be powerful. And that's how I got into the massage. So massage was the first one you started training in, correct? Well, Reiki, I got my Reiki master, and then I got the massage. Okay. So that you could touch clients. And did did you get a want to be a massage therapist before that? Or was just like Reiki led you to that? Reiki led me to it. I was an athlete growing up, and my brothers and I would, after some kind of sport that we were in, if we were hurting or whatever, we would massage each other or or try to be our own chiropractors. And that's where I kind of knew how to feel the energy of what was either an adhesion or stuck energy, whatever you want to call it. And it's the same thing because it's, it's, it's all in the body. And so I had already known how to read the body by touch. And that's how come when I would do Reiki, I would feel for that energy. And I would kind of massage it out and then do the Reiki with it. And that's how I got into it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you were able to give kind of like what you thought you were getting that first time, but you were let down when you didn't receive that, right? Exactly. Yeah, that that sounds nice being able to combine Reiki with a massage because they're both wonderful to receive. It is. And when you were studying Reiki, what did you realize like this was my gift that people were telling me or you, you didn't really know it at first? You were just going along with it? I I kind of had that imposter syndrome where you would think, hmm, do I really feel this? And one of the things that we, uh, you uh, you know this, as a spiritual leader, you're, you're basically being told, just trust your instincts, trust your gut. And that's where I started doing it. And then it was almost where I started reading people's, not only their body, but, okay, there's a story now, and I'm feeling the story. And as I was picking up on stories in the body, then I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm I'm feeling this. So I started to ask, did you have something like this happen or whatever? And they'd have to 
go back and think, oh, wow, wait, yeah, I did. And as I was studying massage, I had a mentor that had um, taught me neurokinetic therapy. So I was learning how to do the neurokinetic therapy, cupping, um, uh, tapping, uh, breath work, and hypnotherapy. I was working on all these things with them because it made sense on how our bodies store trauma. And our body has a, a, a big story to tell. And we can walk through life. People can see you and not know your story. But through what I do, I, I begin to pick up on your story. And it, it's pretty cool because, you know, then I, I hold space for them because I don't want them to walk out thinking, shoot, you know, I'm like kind of like how I felt. Like, well, I didn't really feel anything. But at the same time, she read me and she, I felt it. So I want you to be able to feel something and also know that we help clear whatever might be stuck inside you. So, and everyone's story's different, I guess, from what you can pick up. Yep. Yeah. Have you ever picked up anything really profound? Is like sometimes it's smaller and sometimes it's really specific? Yeah. I, I've, it, it was a, a, not a, I don't want to say a trend. It was kind of one where I felt like the universe was just pulling people towards me. Um, I was working not not that I put it out there, but you know, I, I, my door is open for everyone. And I ha- happened to get a lot of the LBGT community coming into me. And I, again, you know, I, I I didn't ask history or anything like that. And a lot of the trauma that they had were growing up. Some, some of them were sexually abused, um, and I would pick up on that. And my body goes into this real sweaty heat. Um, it, you know, some people might say menopause, but I'm, I know the difference, but it's just one of those where it's that body heat and I get the sweat. And when it's intense, I know that there was some abuse of some sort. It, it, it radiates through me and it depends on where I, I'm touching. And some places I've had um, a, fa- a father actually come in and he's working he was working with me and I was kind of in a spot where I felt like my hand was just being held there. And I was saying whatever he was telling me to my client and she started crying because it's he only something she would know. I don't know how, you know, but I feel blessed that they are feeling like they can come through me or come to me and I can help work it through them. And what, what do you like the most about giving that like these stories to your clients, does it, is it, are they really relieved afterwards or just get an emotional release? Do you get that satisfaction? You really help someone? I, I think since I grew up basically being in service, I was in retail for 36 years as a pastry chef. This is 360. And um, so I was always helping people. In this case, I can actually, not customize it, but it's so um, personal. And the space that I've created is so personal. And so I feel that um, the fact that they feel safe, their stories come out, it's just satisfying knowing that I am helping them. But at the same time, knowing that um, I I can provide this for them. I think because of with my injury and 
and my own past. I, I didn't have an abusive situation or anything like that. Um, but we were a ger- very driven family. So um, that drive, that competition, I needed to heal because it was just, it was toxic to me. And once I started healing, I wanted to help others because I know that I'm not alone. And knowing that I can help, and even if it's just one session, you know, the, it, making that difference is all that matters to me. Do you regret finding this path later in life, or do you feel you are where you are when you're supposed to be there? Yeah, I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. I I knew that my previous job, I knew I was I was done, and I had been saying it for maybe ten years. And when she had the 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 um, she's a very strong intuitive, uh, Michelle, when she had told me this in her store and she said, you're done. It, it, I'm like, God, that sounds so familiar. Like I would be saying it and I was done. I, when I was a pastry chef, I worked hard, climbed up the ladder and everything, created programs. And then I got pushed down and I was being phased out. You could tell, you know, the age thing probably had a lot to do with it. But I think this has actually brought life to me, and I don't feel age now. It's weird, because at that time, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting old. And they made me feel old. But now I, I don't feel any age, and it's weird. I'm approaching 60, and I don't feel it. Yeah, you don't look it. And Thank you. You're welcome. I, uh, I know what you mean, though, because when I on my healing journey, especially like the first year or two, well, at the physical part and mental too, I was able to kind of like reset my body. And I, and I feel a lot better now than I did in my 20s uh, at some, in some cases. So I think this work does keep you young. And, and if you were feeling bad in certain decades of your life, it kind of brings you back to you. Like you look and feel younger. So I, uh, I know exactly what you mean when you say that. <laughs> and then for the do you ever do like one or the other, just Reiki or massage, or you really like to combine them all the time? When I have clients that don't want Reiki, um, no matter what you're getting Reiki, it's, as you know, it's it's in us. Um, so I have to explain to them that if you feel this healing touch and nurturing touch, um, just look at it that way, it, it exactly as nurturing touch. I don't want them to be confused that this is Reiki that I'm doing. Um I I do shut it shut it off if I get messages or anything. But at the same time, you know, if I feel something really concerning, I will bring it up to them. Did you have an injury? I'm not going to let them know that my instincts are telling me this because of the Reiki. But I I feel that it's basically from um, the intuitions are what call me to help them in the areas that they're having problems. And what's regression therapy? Is that something to do with those modalities or something you? brought it on your own? Kind of brought it on my own without realizing it. Um, I, like I said, my mentor, his name is Garrett Bass. I just lost the name of it, his, his business, but he ended up um, doing a lot of uh, sort of regression with me. It was hypnotherapy. And I would go into the past and log, you know, from age one to 10, 10 to 20, 20 to 30, what happened at these times. And I noticed that at the age of 17 was when I had broken my back in gymnastics. 
And he says, okay, what was going on around then? So age of 17, um, oh, my parents separated. Okay. So understanding now that at that time in my life, my parents emotionally, that damaged me. I might have had a brave face, didn't think about it. But when it came down to gymnastics, my body was, okay, wherever you're going to have a weakness, your body is going to just let it, uh, you're going to break it, basically. Um, and I was an all or nothing kind of person. So I didn't use my knees as shock absorbers and I broke my back. Um, I didn't know, though, till 17 years later. And that was because muscle memory and the determined just to keep plugging away. The doctor that examined me had said, uh, just pulled in muscle. So that's how the body stored it for me. And when I went to see my my friend who, who does the, or the mentor that does um, his regression, he was doing the hypnotherapy on me and it helped me realize where in my body, what was going on. And then the, my body told the story. And then when I was, um, I was going back into like seventh grade, one of these other, um, her name is Betty. She was doing hypnotherapy on me also. And she wanted to know what was going on. How come you're so angry with your dad? And I love my dad. Don't get me wrong, but I was so angry with him. And I felt what a hypocrite, you know, because he was divorcing my mom at 17. So we went further back. All, and then I found out what was going on with me at the age of seventh grade. With that deep hypnotherapy with her, that was amazing because I was actually able to see my dad's eyes, kind of have a little more compassion for him. And that that state that I was in was what made me go, aha, that's what I want to do. So when I'm doing work on clients, I'm massaging. I'm also doing um, uh, the Reiki breath work with them. And then if I pick up on a story, some some people just start as soon as I get to an area where I want to ask a question about it, they tell me their story. And then if I, they're ready to release it, then we do the hypnotherapy. We do the little blessing and everything and help release it. And it, it there's a feeling of like, God, I got a burden off my shoulder. And it feels good. And then it's a matter of now feeling that area that was empty after you've released it with loving energy. And that's where the Reiki comes in and helps with it. So all, all the modalities I work on help with, with doing it because with the breath, you kind of breathe it in and breathe it out. So there's, there's several things that go well with it. So and just to go back to the uh, back breaking, you, could, you were still able to function with, and what did it just feel like? Just a lot of pain? I don't know if you've ever had any you know, problems when you get up out of the chair and your back's like, ah, it's a little sore. It's kind of, it was kind of like that, except possibly more excruciating, but I had such a high tolerance to pain. And the it limited me, like I, I was invincible when I was in junior high or junior year in high school. Senior year, I could tell that I was very guarded with what I would do. I was a little more protective. I didn't um, do the the apparatuses like I did when I was seventeen. I think it was a little garden. 
and did that make it worse over time to the vertebra or like, was it just a small break or like it was actually like broken and you're still able just to go through excruciating pain for 17 years? Mm -hmm. Wow. It was the L3, 4, and 5 and they, the vertebrae just were off. And as the, as I've gotten older, a lot of the doctors have told me, Hey, you know, you've got a broken back. How, how are you walking? I thought you were an 80-year-old woman or something. And I told them, you know, I did it in gymnastics, but they told me because of the muscle memory of just doing the gymnastics. And and I know, I mean, I'm not in the best shape now, but as I was younger. But yeah, that was basically it. And then I've done a lot of therapy on it, um, neurokinetic, uh, massage. Massage helps me. And stretching, you know, just keep on stretching like I've always done when I was a kid. And how are you able to heal that uh, when they did find it? The heal the broken back? Yeah. Um, as far as the doctors go, or yeah. Okay, so there, it's still there. I haven't. It's just the um, uh, as they said, I've learned to manage the pain through these years. That if I go in and have surgery, I'm going to have new pain that I'm going to have to re-manage. So. Basically, that's it. I've just learned how to manage the pain. Um, there's some days that it's worse than others. Um, I do have a friend that um, is in chiropractor. Um, so um, Leo does work on me weekly now. And that has helped because he's not one of those ones who twists and turns you and hurts you. You know, he actually works with me and listens to what I have to say. Well, that's good. Yeah, because I'd be scared to get it twisted and turned like with that going on. And yeah, the back surgery is scary, even when someone's younger. A lot of people I know, they never heal completely right from it. They're, there's always some complication from it. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard many good back surgeries, unfortunately. It's a bad area to get operated on. So yeah. I could see why you wouldn't want to have surgery at this point in your life. Yeah. How'd you learn hypnotherapy? Did you have to go to school for a while for that? Yeah, I did take it through um, a program. And... It's a, it was a three-day workshop or four-day workshop, and it's pretty intense. They, do, they actually get you up there, and they, they give you the, 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 it's called the lemon theory. And it's basically, it's not, you know, with the, the clock in front of you, you're getting sleepy. It's nothing like that. It's more of getting yourself into a meditative state. That's the way I felt, was it's more of, of a meditated state. And then you're... Um, the person who is doing the therapy on you is walking you through whatever it is that you are trying to heal from. Um, and in my case was, um, with, like I said, with my dad, I had, uh, we were strict. <laughs> Let's put it that way. We we're very strict Catholic. And he wanted great grades, everyone to do well. And there's seven of us. So I was second to the youngest. And I just... I was the free spirit, you know, and I, I mean, I did well, did okay. I didn't, I got, I made it through high school, made it through college. So I did well, but, um, I did it on my terms and that's what it was anyway. So going back to, to what I had, um, initially, um, went in for was to heal this feeling of being, feeling stupid of a family of accomplishments. And when I felt stupid, I, I would say it and I would, I would say that I was and everything, but 
I kept thinking in life, God, I've been all of this upper management and done all this stuff and led people. How could I be stupid? And when I went back and I did this so I can change that that vocabulary with myself and change that whole premise of myself, I went back in and they, they brought me all the way to where I'm sitting at, across from my dad at the table where he's talking to me about my grades. And they were so gentle and told me, what do you want to do next? And I wanted to cry. Well, go cry. Well, where do you want to cry? Well, not at, in front of my dad. So I wanted to go to my room, hide in my um, bed, pull the covers over my head, just hide and cry. And I did in this, in this session. And it's like, okay, are you feeling better? It's like, yeah. Do you, you ready to face your dad? Not really. Well, why don't you come back out? Face your dad. Sat again across from my dad. But this time it was me at this age coming back to that seventh grade. And I was there to protect her. And I was able to look at my dad in the eyes and say exactly how he made me feel. And as I'm telling him this in my regression, I'm looking at my dad directly in the eyes. And I could feel and see his eyes soften and look at me like, that was not my intention. My intention was, you are better than what you're doing. And I just want you to be the best you can be. And when I felt that feeling in my body and, my, and I could see it in his eyes, I was able to just release that anger that I had and understand that's what he was all, that was a, what it was all about. And ever since then, it was almost like I went through um, massage therapy. I had a hard time with my kinesiology test, everything. The final test that I had to pass to get my certification, um, the kinesiology always, you know, got on me. And all I could think of was, Dad, I'm going to show you I am smart enough. I am good enough. And at that time, my mom was passing. And so when I took the test, it's like, okay, I'm just showing you guys. Sure enough, I ended up passing. And I did really well in the kinesiology. I got a B on it, but that was better than what I had the first time. So yeah, it's been, it's, it was hard, but I needed to do that. What did the kinesiology consist of? Oh boy. It, <laughs> it's understanding our bodies. Now I could tell you, oh, you're, you're raising your right arm or you're raising your left arm. I could say that, but we have to explain in kinesiology what muscles are being used when you're doing that. Don't ask me right now. <laughs> I'd have to restudy it. But I can understand what muscles without having to name them by doing it with on myself and then working on my client. But if I were to have to take a test on what's the name of the muscles, the obvious muscles, I can say what they were. But the smaller ones, those were the ones that I got myself wrapped up on. But knowing the, how the body functions, I'm sure that helps with the massage part and even the energy part too, right? Yeah. Are you able to detect... Are you able to understand more like the parts that are that aren't functioning it properly? Oh yeah, yeah, and and understanding also our chakras and what they're they're there for and what they're used for, and that helps too because of we learned the traditional Chinese medicine, and so we understood the meridian lines, the pressure points, and things. So com combining all of that knowledge, the Eastern and the Western combining it. 
you understand, like you said, how the body functions and then also where we store energy, emotions, um, de- depending on the type of emotion. You know, if, you're, if your cat just died and you were so in love with your cat, you might feel it in your shoulders and in your chest. Now, if something happened where you broke up with somebody, you might feel it in your heart, but you're going to also feel it down in your sacral area because of the passionate love that you had for somebody. Um, as you know, the the chakras are so um, in line with everything that we we do to understand where emotion and and injury goes. It, it makes it so much easier to understand the body. How do you? Are there other modalities you want to learn? Or right now, like this is where you're at, and it's good, and you're just going to keep going because. Even doing these type of sessions, I found it's, it's always different. You're still picking up stuff and it's always changing regardless. But I just wonder, do you incorporate anything else or want, want to eventually? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I think, be, well, you, as you and I have talked in the past, um, the, the crystal therapy, I, I, we both do. Um, and the I love the sample, but I also... I'm gonna. I'm doing neurolinguistic um, training, and then I'm also gonna do um, tapping. I want to take some tapping classes, not the tap dancing. Okay. <laughs> I'm not much of a tap dancer, but um, things like that. I want to take those kind of classes to help have modalities to help those who maybe they need that homework to go home and learn it. What I've been doing right now is any videos that I've seen on YouTube. I'll forward them to my clients and say, this happened to work for me, or maybe this is something that you you might want to practice. It's up to them to, to do it, but it's just one of those where YouTube is actually, as we all know, YouTube is our go-to now is, you know, finding a video on how to do things. So some of the training that I've done, um, I'm working with a client right now that has had uh, a tongue thrust. And so she needs to work on her tongue, which is an odd area, but our bodies from our traps to our scalenes and our pecs, everything affects our tongue even. And the, I think it's the longest nerve goes from your tongue all the way down. So the whole body, you know, I, I want to learn how to understand all that too. And you said you, you offered the tapping technique a little bit now, right? Mm-hmm. Is it also called EFT, emotional freedom technique? Yeah. Or is that a specific type of tap? Because I have tried that. I think, I, I honestly, I don't know. That's why I want to go. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> and learn it. Yeah. It was, and when I tried a different time too, as well, like I was just tapping my sternum and it, it was really calming and it, you could feel it really quickly. Mm-hmm. So there is something to that. And I went to a big group event, like this was a couple of years ago. And like the whole group was tapping different areas and, thinking different thoughts and or saying different things at the time, p- having different pictures in your head. And it was amazing, like the emotions that came up, there were definite releases. So it was really cool seeing that. And it, it piqued my interest as well, but it was one of those things like I was taking on too much as it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I That's one of the things that I, the tapping, I didn't quite, I, I, I did it, you know, you get the different areas that you're tapping, but I, um, and I can, t- there was one that was something like this. I think it was up up in the shoulder area. And that area, I would feel comforted, very comforted. 
but yeah, I want to learn it um, only because, you know, it's, some of that has helped. But the hypnotherapy was probably the biggest thing that helped me myself. So, um, but it's all depending on what the client wants. I think it, it, I was triggered initially with anxiety, diagnosed with PTSD. And through all of that, I needed to learn how to calm and self not medicate. What is it? Self meditate? No, no, not meditate. <laughs> self meditate. Um, no, where you're you're uh, calming, soothing, self soothing. Oh yeah, yeah. Instead of going to food, which that was one of my big things, or going shopping, which is another thing. You know, you get the retail therapy, but learning how to self soothe because you know, as kids, we were given lollipops to basically stop crying, and I needed to learn how to do it without having take something, taking anything. So anything I can do to help others learn to self, self-soothe self also. Yeah, I've been told that people that suffer from extreme anxiety were really ones that probably as kids, they weren't given a proper outlet to have to express those feelings like when they were scared or nervous and they just stored it or had an improper outlet for it too. So that's why like they have to go back and learn it unless they want to spend their life like with debilitating anxiety and it can be rough for sure. I've definitely experienced some and it's, it, it's not fun, you know, Mm-mm. being in a constant state of, I wouldn't say panic, but just yeah. always worrying about something. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, the what fight, fight, flight, freeze. And there's a fourth one, but the, yeah, cause I, I able to now figure out whenever something's triggering me, that's, that was, I think that's the key is when you learn what the trigger is and then identify where you feel it in your body and what emotions coming up and what's, what's stirring up inside of you. When you start to feel that feeling and, and being able to identify it, then it's easier for you to kind of calm it versus identifying it and then not know, okay, what, what, why, what's going on? That to me, why was always the question. Why? I, I I was doing so well. Why? And then, okay, why did it stir me up? Okay, I'm fear in fear. Fear of what? I'm not gonna die. No one's gonna hurt me. So, you know, I do that process in my head and then I'm able to calm myself down. So learning that self-soothing is really good. And when you said uh, hypnosis has helped you a lot, can you do the self-hypnosis mm-hmm. sessions on yourself? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So it's uh, it's not just up because I don't I don't think I've ever seen that done. Someone hypnotizing themselves. Oh really? It, it's not. It, it's basically the meditation, and and you know what it's like when you get into that meditative state. It's identifying the the place that it, you're feeling it most. And right now, I don't know why, but but I'm feeling it in my shoulders. So that feeling of of um, why is this in my shoulders? Okay. And then you just kind of go into it and just let, as you know, meditation is listening instead of asking or telling. You're listening for it. And in that meditative state, um, you know, I'll, I'll do the process. Okay, why is this triggering me? What's triggering me? What happened? What's going on? What is this relating to? And then you start to break it down. And I, I kind of give myself a question, the questions um, you you also then t- to calm yourself, you keep yourself in mind of all your senses. You know, what can I see? What can I touch? What can I hear? What can I smell? What can I taste? 
And when you got all of these senses going, it's like, okay, this taste that is in my mouth, where is this coming from? Why is this, you know, it's, it's, and it's, it will trigger a memory. And you said you wanted to get into the sound more because you do the, use a Tibetan ball now, right? So yeah. was it the crystal balls you want to incorporate more or like a full set, like the chakra set of Tibetan balls? Yeah. Well, you and with what you've been doing, I love what you're doing. And I will, I think that's how, I don't know if it was at the yoga or was it the bowls, how we met. So when you and I were um, first meeting, I just was intrigued by your journey and everything that you were learning. And I'm thinking, that would be cool. Let's do that. And so um, I know you and I've spoken about doing crystal healing and and the, the chakra bowls together. Plus even doing, you know, Reiki with it or massage. I think it would be kind of cool because it would be so soothing and calming. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the sound. You've only been doing that a while. It's uh, The balls are very different. I found they have uh, different uses. The uh, Tibetan ones are better for individual sessions. Like, did you give a sound bath with them? Unless you ding them, they're not really like that loud when you play them. So sometimes you could either use a microphone or... Like whereas with the crystal balls, they really wail, so it's they're very loud and and in a good way, you know. It's it's even though they can be activating, they're very easy to fall asleep to. They're also it's it's weird, like how they have that kind of, like kind of contradictory effect. That vibration. Well, you and and also at the Integratron, so that that just that sound healing, that vibration. Yeah, it's it, it's. It's magic. Yeah, I've been to the Integratron once, and I think that was the only place, only yeah, only indoor place that had that type of acoustics where you still got the reverberation just by playing the crystal balls. So you really felt inside of you. Normally, I've only felt that when someone put like a Tibetan ball on me, but I haven't heard that just like with the, any type of ball being only played before. So I don't know if, it, if that's open right now, but that was... Oh, like a bus to go to. Oh, yeah. I, it was actually, I went, I think, a, a couple months ago. So it is open. And it was oh, so beautiful. I love it there. Yeah, that was, uh, uh, yeah, that's one experience I won't forget. And I've always wanted to go back since then. And are, are there to do it? <laughs> yeah, I'd be up for that. Have, are there any other instruments like for sound healing you've been interested in? A friend of mine, her mom passed away and she had a wind chime, but it was with agates. And so I used the, wind chime with it. And I do use um, some rattles. I, I do shamanic um, journeying. And with the shamanic journeying, they, sometimes you have to bring in a, a, a drum and sometimes you have to bring in some rattles or whatever. So I, I'll bring in the rattles. But the, the rattling, I, it, there's something about that too. Yeah, I've gone on the uh, shamanic journeys and, and they're really nice, like whether they use the drums or the rattles. And you can go pretty deep with those and bring back like a lot of good information. But I usually like the journey itself too. If, if, if it's a really good one, I could fill up a few pages of my notebook when, oh, I'm, yeah. when I come back. Yeah. I always feel, it, and I don't know why, and even, even to today after doing so many of them, I still feel like I'm Alice in Wonderland. And I feel like I'm going down that rabbit hole, but, I, but in a good way. So it's that's just how I when I'm envisioning my journey. It's Alice in Wonderland, but 
that's always my been my favorite character too. And I remember one uh, you invited me to, and uh, they'd had the share afterwards, and there was this one person who like took up a while to describe his journey, and he would like just slow down on every single thing. And he would make it sound like it was the most profound insight. And it wasn't. Like, it's usually <laughs> some of the most of stuff to mean anything. It was like, yeah. like I was walking down the pier. <laughs> and then he'd wait for, like, the response. And the one of the people running it would have to, like, say something like, oh, yeah, yeah, that must mean this. Or, <laughs> like, they were really, uh, they had to dig deep to try to find out what that what that would mean, but it was like I give credit for they for that they were able to come up with pretty good responses. But yeah, he just kept going and going. But other than that, like everyone, that was kind of a comedic example. Everyone else had <laughs> good shares, though, for the most part, and brought back something positive or helpful from it. Yeah, yeah, I I love doing that. I have, I have some good shamanic friends. And have you ever thought about getting into shamanic healing yourself, or it's uh? I guess it's hard to find a good teacher for that. Like you have to really be called to that and and, and have a good teacher too. Cause I, I found there's a lot of like bad, bad practitioners out there as well. Yeah. I, I, you know what I, I kind of do. I have a friend who was my Reiki master and her boyfriend is a shaman. Now I don't know if they're able to practice and teach, but I know they practice. So, um, but she also has, her people that she refers me to. And I love that because of, you know, if she's not able to do it, then I know I have, I have her to give me that guidance and, and, and there's no ego involved, nothing like that. It's like, you know, Hey, go for your journey. So I, I love that. I I can surround myself with those type of people like yourself who, who cheerlead for us instead of um, feel threatened or, or egos get in the way. Uh, however, with the the shamanic journey, yeah, I do want to, or not journey, but going on that journey with myself. Um, yeah, I actually thought of it. I've ha- had a, several people have told me that's what they pick up from me as everything. I think with COVID, we didn't, we had to put a lot of things on pause. I was on such a journey of learning everything. And I was a, a, um, had applied to so many different classes. Um and we, I had the pause. And when I hit pause, I haven't, I have to reset now. And I kind of put 2022 as my new, okay, let's start new journeys. So it might be one, I don't know. And everything that I've been led to do has just kind of organically fallen in place. And that's what I like. Cause then I don't feel I forced myself or, you know, it, 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 the timing, like you were saying earlier, I think everything comes in time. Yeah. And there's a few things I could say that one is, but I wanted to say earlier was, I guess, because like shamanism is kind of trendy now. So like there's so many people that call themselves shamanists. shamanists. Yeah. But hey, that's debatable. You know, they might have read like a, an article on it and or saw a YouTube video and now they're a shaman. So it's <laughs> that's why I met when it's hard to find a good teacher. Oh, I agree. And yeah, I also, uh, I know what you mean. Like sometimes the pause can be helpful too. It, it's, because if you just keep learning too, like I've been in that stage where I just want to learn like modality after modality, it, it is worthwhile to get good at at one first before you keep going. Because it's like rare to practice all of them all in every session, unless you're combining them. Like you said, 
the uh, Reiki crystal sound healing. That's all nice <laughs> and that can all go together. So yeah. it's easy not to get rusty on that. But there's other ones that like I learned and it's they're not as popular, you know? So it's, I always like to keep active in them. And that's why I'm, I'm torn because I'm always interested in learning. But at the same time, I don't want to get like forget about one thing I offer. Then a year or two down the road, someone asked for that or could use it. I'm like, oh, I had to like go back and just offer kind of like a beginner or lackluster service. So that's why I, there is some, and, and plus I want to learn these things so I could do it myself. The more I learn, I have to take more out of like my personal practice. Yeah. And I don't want to take out what I have right now. And I'm at, like you were saying about, I've I've groomed it really well into my sessions so that if I know a client wants to come in, I offer one hour or two hour sessions. And I don't, some sometimes if we're having a good release, I don't want to walk away. Um, so if it goes over two hours, I don't charge the extra. Um, it, it ends up getting taken care of in the, in the end, but um, I want to hold space. So all the modalities that I offer, sometimes it, you know, if I'm doing really good clearing and I'm taking good care of somebody that comes in, you know, we can go in and clear it with what I have right now. And so, um, but I just, sometimes I want to have homework for them to do. I can do the stretching. I can do the the foam rollers for those who have muscles that are tense. But when it comes to the emotional healing, and like I was saying about the self-soothing, I'd like to be able to have that and feel confident when I'm giving that kind of um, knowledge to them on how to do it to themselves instead of having to rely on me. And as you and I know, we both are more about the holistic end of it versus getting, you know, pills for the pain or or eating junk. And I mean, I, I'm not a full-fledged vegan like yourself. So I don't, I I wish I was better at, at that. However, I'm more conscious of things. So, and I, I think a lot of the people I've been working on are, are feeling the same. And if future clients or anyone who is listening today is interested in working with you or reaching out, where do you recommend they contact you or find more information about you? Well, the best way to reach me is on Instagram. Um, I'm at, what's my handle? At into the number two, guided hands. And um, the, the the cool thing on the name of it, I, I played with a lot of names, but I when I'm working on you, my eyes are shut. And so you look at it as I have two hands and they're, they're guiding me. So that's why I'm looking at it as into guided hands that it's working on you. That makes sense. And so Instagram's the best way to... Best way. All right, great. And is there one, any one last thing you'd like to add that you didn't get to say or touch on? No, I just hope that we get to go and do the Integratron together. I would definitely be up for that. That was, it's been over two years now, so... It would be uh, nice to revisit it. It's always, I found it's always good to do things I enjoyed. And sometimes like when I'm further along my healing journey to see if they're still the same. Because some places evolve as I've evolved and others are like haven't evolved as I evolved. So, but I'm pretty sure the Tegatron's one place that would still hold up for sure because you can't really screw that up. It was really good. Yeah, I've gone with several different people and each time I go it's it's even more special. 
I could see that because I could probably get more out of it now. So as as I, you know, as I keep getting better at sound healing, I, I know like what it takes and what goes into it. So it would be nice. And it's always good to just lay down and get to relax. Yeah, it's nice. Well, thank you for coming on today. Well, thanks for having me. It was great seeing you. Thank you for listening to today's interview with Didi. Please like, follow, and subscribe so you can be notified when the next episode comes out. I start a Patreon. Any amount you can donate is greatly appreciated and really helps keep the show going. Thank you for tuning in. Be seeing you. You've been listening to the Dystopian Renaissance. Spirituality, healing, consciousness, truth. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And tell a friend or two. That would help also. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at the Dystopian Renaissance. And please find the website at www.thedystopianrenaissance.com. 